funny we did five commentaries this week. Seems like that's a pattern now. It's like five every week. It's like they, apparently there's the same number of weekdays every week. There you are. That was a good idea. Whoever came up with that, that was brilliant. Keep it consistent. <laughs> then we'll get a four-day work week and it'll all seem strange. But Yeah, well, we need a new religion to give us a third Sabbath. <laughs> right? Oh, the things, uh, if we just had more time that we could get solved for the uh, for the people. Oh, before we get too far, let's do a program identification. This is This Week in Common Sense. It's a podcast. This is where Paul Jacob runs through the big stories of the week that have appeared at thisiscommonsense.org. That's the website he's been writing for and publishing since 1999. My name is Timothy Verkula. I'm here to help him nudge along, and maybe we'll get to the point right now. There were three scripts this week that sort of dealt with... uh, High tech and cancelization. That's a good question. How about cancellation crisis? How's that? There you go. Because I I tell you, you're right. Cancelization sounds right, but then it also sounds really, really wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll mention uh, uh, two commentaries this week that that maybe don't fit this uh, pattern uh, quite as much. The first one, and I'll I'll mess up the pronunciation probably. uh, sepaka. Oh, sepaku. Sepaku. for Dutch farmers, which you came up with the title. And I thought, what's that word? But I instinctively thought, I'll bet that's another word for Harry Carey, which is, you know, kind of the old uh, phrase, right. uh, the old Japanese phrase. And I looked it up and by golly, that's what it said. That's what, uh, that's what the uh, cyber gods told me is that uh, it's the same same thing. And it seems like it's one word instead of two. And it's, you know, it's a little bit less well known. So maybe people are a little bit more interested to find out what does that word mean? So here I am telling you. What a nice guy. Anyway, we weren't suggesting that Dutch farmers kill themselves, but... No, but somebody was, <laughs> like the Dutch government. <laughs> this commentary, go to thisiscommonsense.org and uh, give it a read. If you've stumbled on this podcast and haven't ever read any of the uh, Monday through Friday commentaries, usually 250, 300 words. Even if you read really slow, it's pretty quick. So we try to get a point made and bring up issues that we think matter and angles on them that maybe you don't get everywhere. We also try to have links that uh, give you the rest of the story because we realize we're not giving you enough. You're probably interested in more. And uh, we try to make that possible. But one of the interesting things is that, of course, during COVID, the government was busy subsidizing uh, Dutch farmers, the Dutch government. And then you get past COVID and they've decided that for climate change reasons, they need to thin their herds. They need less, less, uh, meat and uh, dairy products and other things being produced. And uh, that's not very good for farmers. So uh, it's, it, and it, and it seems a little dubious in terms of somehow changing the climate. Well, it's completely dubious for that. Isn't it one of your points that if the, if the Dutch, the whole country just stopped existing, no matter what they did or didn't do, wouldn't matter for global climate. 
I do know that uh, John Kerry has been working with uh, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party that rules China, and they're ready. Just give them a couple decades while the West, you know, gets <laughs> tells all their farmers to thin the herds. They're going to help down the road. And uh, boy, that's what a match made in heaven that is. My tongue is thoroughly in my cheek. Yeah. And um, but it, it, it does seem like, you know, we don't get because our media is pretty screwed up and uh, partisan and and doesn't want to give us any information that they don't like how we'll deal with it. Any information that might cause us to question their uh, ideas, they're not going to tell us. And uh, I think one of the movements around the world that's that's uh, seems to have a lot of staying power has been the uh, yellow vests in in France, and it's gotten just very little coverage in the U.S. But but that movement was sparked by the French government upping the taxes on gasoline because they want you to drive less. They want you to do less. They want you to eat less. They want you to be less. In fact, maybe if we all, you know, did mass Harry Carry, I know how to pronounce that. So uh, that would be the government would go, hey, this is the greatest thing ever because now we're going to fix that climate. We're just going to turn that world thermostat just a slight bit so that's uh, uh, that's something we've talked about some before from different angles, and I'm I'm unfortunately I'm sure we'll have to talk about it again. The other piece was uh, Biden's peculiar odor, and uh, I had a friend of mine send me an email saying, "I think you meant order, not odor." And I said, "Well, did you read the piece?" He said, "I think I did." Did I? Read? You know, I said, "Well, well, the you know we were talking about." who who had the most stink on them because of the way they had dealt with the whole inflation situation. And, uh, you know, inflation, there's, you know, most of, most of the people who think like I do, uh, the first thing we're going to look at is monetary policy. That's how the dollar changing, you know, print enough dollars, all of a sudden they're worth less. And, uh, and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, there could be some complexity to it. it. Other things could impact what the actual price, you know, when we're talking about uh, consumer price indexes and stuff, you know, that can be impacted by all kinds of things. The Biden administration's ridiculousness about talking about this is just, you know, you just have to say the the emperor has no clothes. I mean, my goodness, it's Putin is the, is the problem for gas prices, even though, of course, the prices shot up long before uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And, uh, and then switching gears and, and blaming it on, you know, the individual gas station owners who likely are making so little on the gasoline. Most of the profits for these, a lot, you know, it seems like most of these stores are selling the, the chips and the Coke and the whatever when you stop and get gas and walk inside to get chips or a Coke. And uh, it's, you know, and, and and of course there's some gas stations where not very much anymore, it doesn't seem like, but where they actually do other automotive things. But it, it, it's just ridiculous. And it seems like everybody knows it's ridiculous, but of course much of the media can't quite say how ridiculous it is because 
he's their guy. They're campaigning for him. They want him to win more than they want you to know the news. Though I did see some uh, news out there. What was it? What was the major outlet that had a thick piece on getting rid of Biden? So they're, they're beginning to turn on it. Though when that will actually really happen, I don't know. Yes, when the when the uh, all the commissars decide it's time to <laughs> it's time to switch, then very quickly they'll be they'll be uh, vicious at him. And it it is, uh, I mean, part of the problem he has that people also don't want to talk about, and it's it's just silly not to talk about things that are right there in front of your face. He's almost eighty years old. It's not unusual for someone who's eighty years old or seventy nine and a half to have some cognitive decline and uh, and he doesn't seem up for it. He, he seems old. And uh, I don't mean to say that in a mean way. I, sometimes I seem old too and, and it feels mean, but I don't, I don't say that in a mean way either. It just happens. What can we do? Uh, the alternative really stinks. And, uh, but we don't have to be president of the United States. And the reason Biden is president of the United States is because the Democratic Party circled the wagons in a way that I don't believe has ever happened in history, uh, in the history of the United States. I don't think a, a major political party has ever moved that quickly to unite around one guy and have everybody lockstep doing it. I mean, you had Buddha judge get out. You had uh, all these people get out right before Super Tuesday in 2020, all endorsing Biden because they were scared to death that if that if Sanders got the nomination, that Trump would win. And the only one who was strange to have stayed in was Elizabeth Warren, who, of course, then came in third in her home state. A real embarrassment. Why on earth? She, she, you know she's doing polling. You know that they see this coming. It was the weekend before she could have backed out too. No, because the plan was that she had to stay in to, to siphon votes from Bernie Sanders. So uh, what, what was orchestrated there to anoint Joe Biden and to allow Joe Biden to sleepily campaign in his basement for most of the year and to never attack him. And then when things came out about Hunter's laptop, to actively squelch the story, to lie about it, to put people on TV saying it was Russian disinformation, when they had no reason whatsoever to say that. And I think the media people who repeated it knew that they had no clue whatsoever in that way. So. Uh, you know, we, what happened, and now we have a president who is not really up to the job. Uh, so we've we've had some strange, you know, you, you, you look at Trump, I think, uh, scared a lot of people around the world. And, and I think there was a sizable number of Americans who he scared too. And I think there were other Americans who said, you know what, he's a little bit out there, but we need someone who will kick a little behind in Washington and then, uh, of course, I think after the election in 2020, there were some people who said that wasn't what we had in mind. But um, but anyway, 
it, 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 it continues to be very interesting to me that <clears throat> I think folks around the world are wondering. I had, a, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. When I was in London back in November, I had a, uh, a security guard at this event we were at pull me aside and say, you're from America. What the hell is wrong with America? And it was kind of, one of those, well, how long do you have? Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, the, the rest of the world, you know, we're always told how much everybody doesn't like us, but it's not really true. You know, the rest of the world is not anti-American. And I think I think one of the things, and then we'll we'll get to the, the the main meat and potatoes for today. But months ago, Zelensky in uh, uh, in in the Ukraine in Ukraine, not the Ukraine. I would never say that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, he in essence kind of attacked the U.S. And the way that he he was just, you know, it, this was early on when it was kind of like when he made the, the point that I'm not looking for a ride out of town. I'd like weapons and more weapons because I want to stay and fight. And uh, but anyway, he had and, and it may have even been before the invasion in the lead up to it that he was he was pushing us to help. And and uh, and he made some comment that basically was attacking the U.S. for not being what the world expected the U.S. to be. And frankly, I think often the U.S. has not lived up to what the world, what the U.S. people would want the U.S. government to be and expect it to be. But there's, there is some some admirable qualities that the world thinks we have. Uh, you know, what, what the U.S. did in World War II, the fact that the U.S. talks about freedom and seems to allow certain amounts of free speech and other things that are an example to the world. Uh, most people in the world, I think, want to be free, would like to be more like the U.S., and it was interesting in that criticism to see that, to see that in, in essence, he was criticizing the U.S. for not living up to what the U.S. should be. And I think that's the way the American people often feel. But speaking of squelching free speech and everything else, um, three commentaries we had this week that, uh, that I think are... are uh, you know, kind of worth pulling together and, and seeing maybe the bigger picture and not just those individual pictures. Uh, the first one was on Tuesday, all a Twitter. And uh, this was about, you know, Musk deciding he's not going to go ahead with a buy because they've got all these bots and they won't disclose them and so on. But in this commentary, we also brought out, and I think it's, uh, is it, uh, I want to say Alex uh, Berenstein, or is it? Uh, Berenson. Berenson. Uh, is it Alex? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got it right. Anyway, do I get extra credit for that? Uh, he, uh, he had pointed out that there were all these statements in favor of the vaccine and other things where you would see the exact same statement being made by all these different doctors and medical professionals and so on. And in essence, you know, Twitter is full of, 
a lot of pretense, people pretending, not, not people, bots pretending to be people. And it it is a huge disinformation uh, channel, let's say, but not in the way most people think, because it seems to be that it's the establishment that is using it. That's who was in favor of the of the vaccine and pushing it and so on. And these are many of the of the bots that we that he pointed out are people pushing or bots pushing. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I if sat next to a bot on the on the subway, I'd hardly know it. Anyway, uh, uh, but just made that point that Twitter. It, there's a real problem in that Twitter is a pretend place. It's not. Uh, uh, everybody isn't truthful and seen in their and you know as they actually are. There are a lot of bots and there's a lot of uh, fooling around. And commercial scamming accounts, but you dealt with uh, Berenson on Friday. Welcome oh, to Friday. Friday. That's what you mentioned, Berenson. You didn't link them together until uh, Friday. Uh, I tell you, I wanted to leave, have that lead time. Anyway, um, on Wednesday, we did a piece called Squelched in Quebec. And this is a little different because it doesn't involve high tech. Uh, it's, not, it's not Twitter. It's not Facebook. It's not Google. It's academia and it's in Canada, it's not in the US, but the same sort of thing is happening in the US too. And this is two professors who didn't really come out with some massive, the vaccines are horrible and terrible and no one should ever take them. And we know that, that you should listen to us and, and follow our medical advice. These were two professors who basically questioned whether it made sense for certain people who have very uh, uh, low, uh, you know, young people, especially very little chance that they're going to die from from COVID. And yet uh, they, they seem to have worse, especially among males and, and uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, teenage males and so on have had all kinds of problems from uh, myocarditis. Uh, oh, yeah, myocarditis. I've had that once. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and and so, you know, that sort of thing or blood clots and, and these are serious things. And of course you might say, well, but you're trying to not get a terrible disease that's killed all these people. But when that disease doesn't kill people like you, all of a sudden, even though the, 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 the percentage of problems with the vaccine may be small, if, if the risk of the disease is even smaller, then you don't want the vaccine. But anyway, what they were doing is questioning. And, uh, and they were basically uh, put on leave and, and threatened and so on. And, and this, you know, I, I really thought it was interesting uh, we don't always go through the comments. Sometimes we mention some of the different comments that, that people have. But just as a way to say the readers of Common Sense get it, I wanted to read some of the comments uh, that they had because I think it's, uh, you know, we, we try to make the point that we don't want to live in a world in which people can't question, especially medical stuff, 
I mean, medicine has been wrong before and you don't want it to stay in the wrong. You want, you want debate, you want contrary opinions. That's what science and, uh, and good public policy demand. Anyway, uh, Pat said, those who deny the right to debate the efficacy of medical treatment or vaccines are destroying public trust in science and in scientists and indeed in medical practitioners everywhere. It will be their and society's undoing. Some people will refuse to believe anything they say going forward. And of course, that's, that's right. I mean, what's the, what's the backlash when you realize that they're squelching uh, contrary opinions? It's to doubt everything that they say going forward. So um, the, the kind of browbeating people because they question the vaccine only leads to more questions about vaccines going forward. Two war ABN vet said, we know the experimental jab won't keep you from getting the virus. We know it might kill you or destroy your health. It's nevertheless imperative that you submit to it. I don't think he's saying that, oh, automatically, if you take the vaccine, you're a dead man. Uh, but he's pointing out that it could and that this is about submission. This is not about good science and helping people see the good science. This is about power and forcing people to submit. Speaking about somebody who didn't submit this week, I just wanted to throw this in here before you go further. Uh, India demanded that Pfizer go through testing on its product, and Pfizer decided not to sell any other product more in, in India anymore. That was, a, that was a big story this week, in my opinion. But no, it's almost covered nowhere, but it's very interesting because that's where it's at. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you can hear it, but, but my dog is, is scratching my chair and he's in a, in a fit of, so I don't know if you can hear that. So I'm trying to mute I me. Didn't hear, I didn't hear any of that, but do you need to let him out or do something? Or are uh, we good? He's just going to scratch my chair until right. he stops. So I'm going to just <laughs> mute me and I won't be talking very much. It's kind of embarrassing. Right. I believe that I've been jumping up around on screen too. So because of these, he's, I haven't seen it. So. Okay. Very good. Okay. I'll shut up now. <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, uh, another commenter says, the common element in socialist nations is that any dissent or questioning of the official mantra is ruthlessly squashed. And of course, that's true. And unfortunately, uh, maybe, maybe he's suggesting we're becoming a socialist nation because we seem to be seeing the same sort of thing uh, in the U.S. And, and, and these Google and, and Facebook and all these things you know, uh, so often we people will argue about, well, they're private, they have this right to do this or whatever, and, and we'll get to Friday's piece, which kind of puts that in a little bit different light. And we've, we've mentioned before how they're in bed with the government, they're getting money from the government, the government is urging them and threatening them and conjoling them and trying to get them to violate people's free speech. And that's what we, we talked about a case on Friday. And, and I guess I'll just, I'll segue right there and, and I don't have to read every, every comment, but some great comments, just recognizing that if people can't question the science, then the science is not, is not going to be very effective because people aren't going to believe it. 
And your Friday piece was a welcome discovery. That's uh, yes. that's where you mentioned uh, journalist Alex Berenson. Is that right? You know, you're right there. Okay. And I did mention the uh, the the phony, all the phony uh, COVID stuff. On Monday, the, right. Whatever day that was. Yeah. yeah but but, but on Friday was the Alex Berenson business you started out with. But it goes bigger than that. It's not just about Alex Berenson uh, because he got you know booted off Twitter and then sued and got put back on, which was right. interesting that a lawsuit got him put back on. It'd be good if they were facing a lot more lawsuits, but you know, lawsuits are not always so easy to bring. They, they require people to have money and so on. The real big story you allude to in this piece is just what is the government doing? Yes, because you know there there have been other cases where people have gotten a judgment against Facebook or against uh, uh, you know Twitter or whatever, but it's the government who's behind this and. Mississippi, and not, not Mississippi, I'm sorry, Missouri and Louisiana, the AGs in both those states have filed suit against the government and these companies and the collusion to violate people's free speech rights. And a court came out and said, yes, you can go forward and into the discovery phase of the lawsuit. And what happens in a lawsuit like this you file it, you, you have your complaint, they violated the law here, here, and here. Uh, but it also allows you to then uh, seek more information from Twitter, from, from uh, you know, Facebook, from these, these uh, entities, and from government officials. And let's see what government officials were saying in emails that were semi-private, even though they're coming from a government official, nobody knows what they said. What did the Biden administration say to these folks? And this is a big deal in that this case may shed a lot of light on exactly what is being done behind the scenes in the collusion between the government and uh, some of these high-tech social media platforms. Well, I'm a little distracted here, aside from the dog who's been scratching me for the last <laughs> half hour. But aside from that, I noticed that there's a typo in this piece that I certainly, I, I, I'm certain I corrected. And there it is right staring at me. And I'm, I'm just looking at a typo. I hate it when typos creep into things. So where's the typo? It says still ongoing is a lawsuit launched by the attorney generals of Missouri and Louisiana against the Biden administration. Oh, yes. It should be attorneys general. I remember clear as day changing that. I remember it was. We did have attorneys general. Yeah. I know that. And and not that I couldn't have made a mistake, but I wonder if somehow, I wonder if our, our friend who puts it up uh, saw it and said, oh, this is wrong. But he, yeah, I'll bet he knows that too. Oh, that's weird. It's very weird. And it's not it? important. I mean, it's, I think most people <laughs> would say that attorney generals is what people in America say. You know, I think that, that, that I think there there would probably be a case to be made that, that we should abandon yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There probably that's is a case to be made case. that we shouldn't be picky like that. That's that's just too that's just too precious or too too picky or so do something. Uh, but it nevertheless, I had changed that, and it's staring me right in the face back where it was. So yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Well, we apologize profusely, uh, and we're willing to blame somebody else. Yeah, didn't you didn't do it. <laughs> Who did it? Anyway. Uh, this is a big deal and and uh, because we have to stop the 
kind of slide into a society that I know we have more rights and so on than China, but it seems like we're, we're headed toward the same sort of society where certain things are allowed to be said and other things are not allowed to be said. And anything that goes against the party line doesn't get allowed to be said. And that's not a world we want to live in. And, and whether it's you know, they may all be private and done everything privately. They just want big government to take over. That's their private opinion. But I want to get to the bottom of if there's coercion. And I think we know that they're constantly threatening these these outfits, even as they're giving them multi-billion dollar contracts and stuff. And so this is a this is a huge problem in our society. And one good thing that people might not notice is that the reason this case has gone forward is because you have attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana. And again, it goes to our federalist uh, uh, system. And uh, it's, it's really important to have different levels of government able to push back. And sometimes when you like what the federal government has done, and then some a bunch of states are suing and trying to stop it in federal court. Uh, you know, you don't like it so much. Thank goodness we have those cross currents because it was, it, I mean, it, it's one of the brilliant things that the framers of the Constitution did is to create these checks and balances. And um, one of my favorite uh, safety countries out there, uh, Switzerland. Uh, we got initiative and referendum, direct democracy, which I love, from the Swiss. The Swiss got their system of cantons or states and different levels and a federal government and deciding a lot of things at the local level from us. And they recognize that, that they borrowed that from the U.S. And, uh, and that it's a good thing for them. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've held, held by it. Uh, held to it a lot better than we have. Or fortunately for them, unfortunately for us. There's the differential fortunes. Well, anyway, my dog is scratching me. <laughs> Tim doesn't care about the future of freedom in the world anymore. He just wants to get that damn dog out of there. Anyway, I think we have kind of hit our natural uh stopping place here we uh we will keep talking about uh all of these attempts to undo the best thing that america ever gave the world and that is freedom of speech serious unequivocal freedom to say what you want to say even if people hate what you're saying even if they say it's not true what you're saying you're allowed to speak your mind in America. We'd like to spread that to the world as opposed to having kind of the uh, Chinese social credit system uh, imposed on America by the uh, jerks in Washington, DC. Very good. Well, I guess that's one more week of this week of common sense. Mm -hmm.